Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, Junkie. Well, you're going to have to be a Junkie Ninja. Junkie Ninja. Dr. Junkie Ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, supernatural junkies. junkies. Coming at you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. We have a doozy of an episode today. We have Dr. Kevin. What? I'm the doozy? <laughs> Do we just invent a new a new category? <laughs> like, this, yeah, we're, this is going to be listed instead of bonus as doozy episode. That's right. Well, you know, welcome to, you know, the, the names you get called as husband. <laughs> we're going to have how many episodes of this? There'd be so many names. You There'd don't so want to know. Names. Anyway, moving along, we have some special guests again with us today, and the reason they're here back with us today is because they are so fascinating and amazing, they can't be contained in one episode. So, that's why they're, who do we have, Kev? Well, we have Dr. Tony Ponsetti, and I kind of feel Woo! like he was almost like um, like a taxi, like Mr. Uber here today, but we he's been in on this, by the way, so we're going to get a little comment, but the, the episode today is, what's the deal with Q and Anon? And who better to bring that up? Who knows more <laughs> who about knows that? Who knows more than somebody that's been a politician, it's been on the inside. Beverly Kilmer is back with us today. And of course, <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> and uh, of course, we got to hear so much um, of her coming out of retirement to let people know about what is happening in our schools. And it is frightful to see you know the yeah. agenda that it's a wake-up call it really is and yeah. the agenda that they have for our children so if you yeah. missed those uh two podcasts we hope that you'll be able to get out there but uh you know this is a talk yes, show go folks. download them that's it's, right that's right if you didn't listen to them go listen to them before you listen to this one it'll be very informative very helpful well today again if you're thinking i mean honestly i haven't really had too many people um I mean, a lot of us are wondering, you know, we all, a lot of people have heard of Q or Anon and uh, QAnon. Or QAnon and he keeps separating it. I do, because they are separate things. And are I'm they? a man, I have a, two brains that are completely separated Wait, from each okay, other. Okay, so this is how little, like, in trying to do research for QAnon, it is next to impossible. He's just going to keep talking about nothing, so I'm going to ignore him. <laughs> Ladies, feel me here. Um, Moving on. Anyway, I focus. even had Beverly making a big face here. No, it's it, he's. I, so our boys, one has ADD, one has ADHD. It's definitely hereditary. Can you tell which one of us has ADD or ADHD? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When when she yeah. went to the newer pediatrician, um, what did he say, sweetheart? He asked, "Does your husband do this, this, and this?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he does. Does he leave every cabinet open? Does he leave the refrigerator door open? Does he forget the caps on the milk and everything else and leave them out?" You're like, "Yeah, you just open it. How can you forget it?" He's like, "Yeah, then your husband is that too." I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. Thank you." Had I um, looked at his pedigree before having After children, twelve hmm. years, she figured it out. I know, I didn't realize. But anyway, so let's go back to focusing. So Beverly. Wait, I wasn't done. I was saying that we were trying to do research for QAnon or Q and Anon, as Kevin calls it, and it's really hard to find 
any information on it that is reliable, that is not bombastic, that is just because I mean, some of the claims are pretty crazy. So you're like, I, I don't. It, it's like that fake news, right? Because you can not find it. You can try it on DuckDuckGo. You can try it on Rumble, but finding that information is very elusive. So she's here to help us out with who, what, and the whys of QAnon, please. And also QAnon reminds me a lot of the Babylon Bee, that one little part there where it's totally made up news <laughs> because sometimes you're thinking to yourself, that's what that's what it kind of sounds like. So, But we're going to be doing this episode under the Berean Code or the Berean Example. And that, of course, is in Acts 17, uh, verse 10 through 12. And it was talking about a group of people, and they were doing better. They were more fair-minded. means that they're more fair, right? Uh, Than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. So the point I'm making there, when they went to talk to these Bereans, they didn't know that what they were telling them was the word, meaning the truth, right? <laughs> they just listened. With side eye. Right? They're like, mm-hmm, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see, so we're going to look that up. That's we're right. going to double check you. And so this is the same thing here. This is a Christian talk show, and we don't want Satan to have any subject that he's the only person that gets to talk about it. And so that's number one. But also remember that there's a goal that comes out here. Many of them believed, and a few of the Greeks, prominent women and men. So this is the ultimate goal, is the reason we talk about things is so that we can still glorify God and lead people to God. And I think that you'll see that's where we end up. But the truth is there's going to be you know, some speculation here, and uh, you'll see there's some things that we're going to find that do seem to pan out biblically. And uh, so that's what we're excited about. So Beverly, uh, we're going to get you going from there. <clears throat> but the, the first, so I have like five tenets, right? I was like five major questions. And my wife is rolling her eyes. She's nearly hitting her microphone. Sorry, what? She's back away. Sorry. She uh, hit her on. microphone. Yeah, go on. <laughs> is there an evil cult ruling the planet? Wow, what a lead-in. Right? Now you can go wherever you want. I was just my question. <laughs> Oh, that's an open-ended, an and open-ended. we're going to hit it You can segue on. to somewhere else or wherever you want. We, we, we practiced. <laughs> I bet you did. For God's sakes, man, just let her answer the question. Oh. All right, my turn. <laughs> okay, there is, I don't know that I would call it a cult. There is evil that is controlling our country and has been for decades if not centuries and they come from several directions but they're all part of one when you look at them all of the components and i would start with um, we are legions yes ma'am and i would start with what people are calling the cabal and the uh it's let's just jump right in the cabal and the illuminati are all made up of basically the same factions. They are uh, the bankers, the centralized bankers of the world, which are made up of the 13 banking families that have controlled our financial lives from uh, almost from day one, way back in 
what would you say, Egyptian days, if not before. And in one way or the other, control has been been there. Uh, from the Illuminati families, there's a huge battle of whether or not there's a bloodline that controls them. Mm-hmm. And so that gives them their so-called con- perceived right to control the financial aspects of the entire world, be it from the Vatican, the Jesuits, uh, from the financial district of the uh, monarchy. It's mm-hmm. all part of the same, if you will. But they're not satisfied with that. They have uh, also pulled in uh, groups like the Bilderberg Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of the Bilderberg Group. Look them up. They're also made up of a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. Then we have the... um, Well, when I was thinking through this before, remember when Bernie Sanders was running, I think it took the world by storm when he said that 62 people in the world had more money than basically 3.4 or 4 billion. I can't remember what it was. But it was most of the planet. And he's on their payroll. And the problem is he forgot to tell you that that's who he works for. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And and the only people they're afraid of are the people that are the middle class and upper class in America. Right? So this is... If they wake up. That's right. So here you have Bernie Sanders admitting that there is a world of group elites that are incredibly rich. Whatever you call them. (laughs) And that's it. You can call them by many, many names, but they are the people who are behind the people that we actually think that we elect. That's right. And the um, Council on Foreign Affairs is part of this group. They're all, in fact, a lot of people watched thinking that it was a movie of just fiction or whatever. Do y'all remember Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or not Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, the Monsters of Jekyll Island, hmm. I believe is what it was. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Oh, no. if any of you have not heard of that movie, it took place at Jekyll Island and all of the powers that be secretly met. Hmm. And that is where the Federal Reserve right. was actually birthed. Started. Yep. And that was the one way they knew they could take over the world. Because if you take over the world, as one of the Rothschilds said, I don't care who makes the rules and the laws in a nation as long as we control the money. It's true. Mm. And it's also true that if they control the words, that's why God's words are so important. If they can ban God's words, if we don't have God's words in our life, then it doesn't really have that effect on us. Sweetie, do you remember that movie we watched where the guy was kind of infiltrating, kind of like a Bohemian Grove kind of? It was. I think that was called Bohemian Grove. Yeah. I think there was a movie about that. It's a documentary. Pretty scary, honestly. And of course, you know, was it Alex Jones that almost got famous because he snuck those videos out of uh, there? So we know this stuff happens. I mean, that's documented that, that there are these groups. But what they do, you know, you have to be up to... Uh, a little bit of debate well there's there's so much that those elites so-called elites right self-imposed elites right that they've infiltrated into so many different areas that um 
you know, if you look, I was just, I finished Plague of Corruption by Dr. Judy Mikovits talking about the 1934, 1935, these group of doctors and nurses all came down with CFS after the polio vaccine. And they realized it was because of the polio vaccine. Um, and the payout to those nurses and doctors in Los Angeles was a hundred at the time, 1930s, mind you, $130 million. And who can afford that? They were literally paid that out. Who could afford that back then? Um, it looks, all evidence points to the Rockefellers. Well, what do they have to do with the vaccines? I mean, so <laughs> it's like a spider web. I mean, that's what it might, because it's all these different things that mm -hmm. just all go off, but they all come back to. Yes, would it, <clears throat> excuse me. If we do a chronological aspect, and kind of put this in chronological order mm -hmm. of how all of these things managed to actually take place, basically with no one knowing, it will put a lot more understanding of how this could have happened and all of the pieces that we're talking about come together. Would that make sense? Yes. Y'all so, want to hit it? Yeah, let's, let's try it and... sound like a segue back to what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, she's she's almost pretty much as good as you with the segue, good. right? I think maybe you might take some <laughs> lessons is, from her. Wow, I'm gonna have to take right. a lesson. So yeah, let's do a primer. This uh, the chronological of what we're talking about. That's exactly about. what we're gonna do. Take notes, y'all, because okay. you're gonna want to question a lot of these things when I put them in place. Okay, because this is the original web of deceit, if you will, in you like our that. entire world's government, not just the U.S. Okay, I've got my notebook. I've got my pen. Let's do okay. this. Okay. You go, girl. I'm going to start with 1863, which is our, when we had our President Lincoln. Most of you know, well, everyone that has a brain at all understands and knows that our President Lincoln was assassinated. Most people yes. think it, it was because of the slave argument going back and forth and everything but it really was because president lincoln was the first president to uh violate our constitutional order that no uh one in our government can borrow money from outside of the boundaries of the united states of america if we borrow money it has to be right here on our own grounds Unfortunately, President Lincoln borrowed money from the Rothschilds and the what is now the centralized banking industry. And that put us basically enslaved to them. When he realized how critical a mistake that was and tried to break away, they were going to have no part of it. So he was assassinated by the bankers to prevent us from going back to being a so-called sovereign nation. One thing that it also is important to understand is that try as he may, in fact, he actually even put us into a state of war during that time that stayed you mean in like effect. like an emergency use order or martial law? Yes, in fact, that actually even was the beginning of the executive orders that are so common now. Mm. That stayed in effect even to this day. It has been brought back and instituted by presidents as was needed. 
So he was actually murdered because of the banking industry. And it's important to know that every war we have ever been in has been a banker's war. And most often they have been funded by both sides. Right. So that is 1863 and what got us in the beginning of the situation that we're in now with the bankers owning and controlling. The District of Columbia, later on in 1871, became an area of its own. We've always heard since I was a kid, we've heard that the District of Columbia is not part of the United States. That's correct. That is very correct. Most people don't understand why, though. That became a part of the centralized bankers' demands to loan us additional money. Again, we were broke. We needed money. So they went to the bankers. We had not been paying back money we'd already borrowed. So they said, no, we can't trust you. So we want true collateral. That true collateral was born and became part of what took place at Jekyll Island. They had gotten together and said, okay, we've got them on the hook now. We can make the demands. And they forced us into a Federal Reserve and with them in control. Right. So we are controlled. All of our financial life in this country is ruled by the Federal Reserve, which is controlled by the bankers, the Vatican, and the Queen or the Crown. It's hard to say sometimes when you start to go back and forth because sometimes you're arguing literally chicken or egg. But the fact that you can really tie into here is that the Federal Reserve is not owned by our government and that the same people end up showing up on the International Monetary Fund. So this is something that's a basic search for the facts that people can understand. And again, this is also referenced, you think about what Bernie Sanders says, you know, these are these people. There is this group of people in the world, whether you want to, you know, realize that or not. You can look, you can look for some of that evidence in World War II and World War I. The bankers would, would loan money to Germany, for instance, to go against France. And then when the Germans wouldn't pay, they loaned the money to the French to go after the Germans. Yes. Over yeah. and over. Wow. You can see there's a lot of manipulation and money, like you said, can be the root of all evil. Where did that come? Was, was that in the Bible? <laughs> the best book ever. <laughs> so moving on to uh, the next phase here, or a little more elaboration on that, the uh, Federal Reserve not only did they require us to allow them to control our financial status, because clearly we were not capable of handling our own finances. So they had to take it over. And in doing so, they demanded a separate government be established for DC. The District of Columbia is a, became a for-profit corporation called the US a Inc. or the United States of America Inc. And that is controlled again by the Federal Reserve, which is a for profit corporation. So once you understand that, you know, there's lots of people throughout history that have referred to the secret side of America. And I have a whole study we can do on that. But the real bottom line is once you understand that the people that control our money are not really in our government. And then you understand that there's a separate 
part of our country that's not part of our country right there in Washington, D.C., you start to realize there are mechanisms here for really things to be going on that we have no idea of. And that brings me to the point that the corporation that is in D.C. is not designed for the purpose of the people of the United States of America. They must answer to Mm. the Federal uh, Reserve, the Vatican, and the Queen or the Crown. It's all one. We became what's called the three-state empire. The Vatican is supposed to be the spiritual arm of the world. London is a financial district of the world. It's, uh, the Vatican is a city of its own. Mm-hmm. The yep. London financial district is a city of its own. Washington, D.C. became a city of its own. So we've got the spiritual arm of the world, we've got the financial arm of the world, and people wonder, why do we put our noses in the wars of the whole world? Because when this passed in 1871 and future years recent are following that, we became the military arm of the three-city empire of the world. It's really interesting because if you go back to looking at the foundings of this country, and that's something we can go into because it's really all in the architecture of Washington, D.C. It's all on your $1 bill. Mm-hmm. These conspiracies go back, and when you look at who these these entities are, right? So that's a study that we can go into, and I can show you exactly what's happening there. A great guy to look up is Chris Pinto. He has done yeah. two great movies, absolutely as good a movies as you'll ever see. Um, one of them is Riddles in Stone. Yep. I the other one is The Eye of the Phoenix. And you will never watch a better movie um, about what's going on. It's fascinating. Yeah. You'll see that these two people groups. Now think about this from a scriptural perspective. Number one, we are told that the spirit of the Antichrist is always in the world. And he is seeking to what? Take control. Right? And it's really the founding of a one world government. That's what your Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. So once you start to wrap your head around, this is what is always happening in the world. That this spirit of the Antichrist is who we're supposed to be opposing. In fact, that is actually what the 13 um, bloodlines, let's call them bloodlines, of the Illuminati. That's what they are. They are the movement for one world order above all else. From its inception, way back beyond any of us can even comprehend, their bloodlines, protecting the bloodlines, controlling the world, has been their driving factor. To They don't breed outside of their so-called bloodlines. Now what does they that track sound it, like, And folks? they kill <laughs> off everyone that is not a, an agreeable member of the bloodline to make sure that there's only the um, the wickedness that's right. that is fed in that bloodline. Now that's so, the difference between when you start to take communism into Nazis because that's what the Nazis are all about, the superior bloodline, the overman, right? And if you go back and look farther, you'll see that who Hitler was really looking for were the Nephilim. That's who right. he believed was the superior race. So it's very interesting well, you mentioned bloodlines. I, well, I have a question relating to that. Uh, those blue bloods, right? Because that's 
what they're called, right? Um, Aren't those cops too? <laughs> no, that's backing <laughs> the blue, which we fully do. We back that's the blue. The good guys, we, right? we love those blue. That's yes. the good blue. You guys, God bless you guys, praying for your safety. But anyway, moving on. Uh, so the blue bloods, is it, um, it's, they, now I don't know if this is true. This is what I have heard in trying to find this stuff, that the blue bloods believe because the RH negative factor they believe is alien, which they believe comes from the fallen angels. And so those protection of the blue bloods is, does that tie into, because that's what they believe they're part of and that's what they're trying to protect, right? That It all comes back to the RH factor. And you know, personally for me, that is uh, a very sensitive point in my life because my mom and dad had the opposite RH factors. And my mom, out of 10 pregnancies, only had four of us that lived because of the RH factor. And it took me many years before I understood what caused that issue and caused her so much grief and everything but the rh factor is extremely mm-hmm. critical to them accomplishing their goal of taking over the world and that's something i would encourage everyone to dig deeper to learn more about all of that the concept of who truly is behind the wickedness and it does come from them protecting a specific bloodline well that's i mean that bloodline in in of itself the rh negative is fascinating because um rh positive means you have a factor in your blood and the reason rh is because they say from the rhesus monkey but when you're rh negative you lack that completely you don't have that in your blood i mean that alone is kind of mind-boggling when you think about that you're like wait what does that mean exactly and so tracking that I encourage you guys to go on that deep dive because it's a really deep dive. It's now, this is an interesting point. So I was just on a podcast with Dr. Lee Merritt, the medical rebel, and um, she really came Braggart. up. Yep. Brag, What's that? brag. Oh, no. On a I was, trust me, I was Merritt. excited. Showing yep. off, telling everybody. All yep. right, go this ahead. This is really interesting, actually. I promise you. So the reason I was on there is because when I got to hear her speak at a seminar, she absolutely was proving that COVID was specifically targeting certain bloodlines. And so then I told her that there's a bloodline war through the entire Bible. Starts with Genesis, the third chapter. It goes all the way down through the whole book. And so if you listen to that podcast, that's why I was on there to show the world (laughs) that this, you know, bloodline feud is a biblical idea. So it's to attack, because I didn't listen to that, sorry. I listen to him all the time. Can you, you imagine know, having to listen to me more than you wah, do? Wah, 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 wah. Anyway, <laughs> is it to attack a positives? Because it doesn't seem, they. You're I have heard. to go back and watch it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm so, not giving anything away. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> now, you know, there, there, there is some things we could do. We could trace these bloodlines back to the original or semi-original, can't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let's do. A, I mean, if you have the time to, let's get into that. That's fascinating. Is this a segue away from the original question? <laughs> no, no, no. This this will bring you right back. Okay. Okay. Um, we are in the process of doing just what you're talking about with the bloodlines and. Um, well, you, here's the I'm, thing. I'm hesitating because I don't want to give too much too soon, but I think this is a good 
entryway for what is to come. Well, let me just affirm you, okay? Oh, good. On this podcast, okay, not only do we take those bloodlines through your Bible, but we are telling people, we have been telling people, that they are changing our bloodlines with this vaccine. That this is a vaccine, this vaccine is part of a bloodline feud and a plot to change us genetically that ties into transhumanism. And that transhumanism yes. is the stated goal of transhumanism. This is where, you know, I've been studying this since, since, you know, since Francis Fukuyama wrote the article, The World's Most Dangerous Idea, and was really talking about what is actually capable with these genetic changes that they have mm -hmm. coming. And how when you put quail DNA in chickens, they move their heads like quail. They sound like quail complex memories, patterns, behavior, they're completely no longer chickens, right? Mm -hmm. So when you understand, now think about this spiritually, even when God comes back, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats and, and the wheat from the chaff. They're both going to grow up together. No one can separate them. And so this is how we know that they're both here. But what do you think Satan wants to do? He wants to start plucking out who? the sheep and the wheat. But God is not going to do either. He's not here to separate them. He Only he is qualified to separate them. And that's how this blood feud, this why COVID is prophetic because we are seeing genetic manipulation happening on a mass scale, okay, under duress, right? Exactly what our Bible warned us about. A pandemic has been the most logical cause that could come in the world and justify access to your body. And then what did they come in and do? We absolutely know that they came in heavy handed and said, if you don't take this, you don't get to buy and sell. You don't get to have a job, you can't buy food. So this blood feud, these bloodline wars, this, this genetic narrative is absolutely part of what your Bible has been saying would come back in the last few moments of human history. And when you, when you start looking at what we've already discussed about bloodlines and the bloodlines that we talked about in the Federal Reserve, right, right, the folks that made that group up, that's a bloodline. Those, are, those, those people, those banking groups, isolate into a bloodline. That's right. Now, they mm -hmm. control the issue with the vaccine also. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And what, what, would, what would be the plan if they're trying to separate the bloodlines so we have two two groups, their bloodline and then the rest of the world's bloodline. Well, Dr. Merritt was saying that the people that didn't have their bloodline did not do as well with COVID. Right. So this was a specific thing to target bloodlines other than their own. Let me elaborate just a bit on this bloodline, the, the building and the separating out. The bloodlines who have claimed control over our world, they claim it, they don't own it, God will never allow it, but they are right now playing the part. For decades, maybe for whatever amount of time our nation has been in existence, they have been playing God, if you will, in choosing who's leading our nation. Because as the Rothschild said, they care not 
who is president of a nation as long as they control the world mm -hmm. and the happenings. And they make sure, for the most part, not always, and President Trump was a prime example of that, they don't always get what they want, but we are evaluating the presidents in the past and exactly what their bloodlines are and where they have played into the roles and this document that we're talking from today with its chronological aspects and timings, all of that plays into this. And as we pull all of this together, you're gonna see it is more amazing than you can even imagine. And it will show you the power of these bloodlines that have been controlling the world since the beginning years of presidencies and monarchs and all. I'm gonna just say one more thing about that. For example, most people don't know that when you look at a Masonic trestle board, lots of them have something called the sacred or the divine casket. Now what is normally in a casket? Bodies. Body. So why are all the secrets of masonry being hid there in a casket, right? So that's a first clue that something is going on here. Now, who is supposed to be in that casket? According to modern okay, masons, that would be Hiram Abiff, who was one of the builders of the temple. So they're trying to tie that to Christianity. But this is something we can go through, but I'll read you some of the French sources, some of the earlier sources, and guess who it is that they credit for being the first mason. Wow, nobody's going to say anything. I believe I know. Is it St. Germain? Nope. Okay, before St. Germain? because It is Nimrod. Nimrod was the first mason. He was also the first person that was born one thing and began to be something else. He began to be a Gaborim, which is typically talking about a Nephilim, right? And he is the one who what? Built the Tower of Babel. He is the one who founded Assyria. Did you know that multiple times your Bible calls the Antichrist the Assyrian? If you said the American was the Antichrist, then you'd have to assume who was the first true American. You would say the president of the United States. You would say that was George Washington would be considered the American. So here we have your Bible telling you, you know, that there is a bloodline, there's an identity, right? And that this Antichrist figure is also somebody that's in the abyss now. And then when that abyss is opened, okay, he is going to come back and demonically possess his host. And that means everything that's in the abyss is something that has been here before and was punished for what it did the last time it was here. So you start to see why these bloodlines. Yeah. I'm starting to have that, you know, that movie, A Beautiful Mind. Yes. I'm starting to have all those things come together like he has in his brain, like all these things that have nothing to do with what we're talking about that I've listened to, especially the alien stuff, come together, and um, but without the brain, right? <laughs> without um, all that IQ that that gentleman has come together. It's, uh, so, yeah. you know, I know Beverly, she, she just shot me a little note. Go ahead, Beverly. Tell us about Francis Bacon. Wait, is it, was it Francis Sausage? Or was it bacon? Bad. Dad jokes. Bacon. Okay. Wait, you guys had sausage sandwiches this morning. Dad jokes for days. <laughs> okay, and some of my research on uh, the Masons and all, 
I found that Francis Bacon was um, one of the, well, he was, I guess, the main person to begin the Masons. And I thought, oh my gosh, because I, I have a bit in of this a country, bloodline in I that. I think in, in so, this country, that's right. very true. Right. And um, Wait, so you're related to Francis Bacon? We're not elaborating, it's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. But, yeah. okay. <laughs> so I was in kind of shock when I found that and the significance of it and the the Bacon family goes way back, but he had almost mythical abilities to be places, do things that a normal human would not. So a lot of times he was kind of passed over as being a total flake and everything, but he was a very, very brilliant person. And also um, there's a connection with Francis Bacon and Roger Bacon. And I think Roger Bacon was supposedly part of the St. Germain movement or do you think trust it's fund eventually. Do you think it's prophetic that his last name was Bacon? <laughs> I, I think Isn't it, that like an unclean food? I think I owe I, I owe Alex an apology because you were you were leading on on a, on a topic, and I kind of shut you down. I said I, something and stopped you uh, about four or five minutes ago. Oh, we're fine. Don't worry about it. I don't remember. <laughs> I it like, was interesting. She was, she was uh, having beautiful mind thoughts. Yeah. Well, the way that it all ties into alien stuff. Well, that's that's the flip side. If you look at the alien even Hitler. Agenda, Right. Ties into the alien because yeah, we could go. So, so off the on guy that who did more, and I, I'm going to say this all the time because it's so important, but um, his last name was Jacobs, and he's really studied alien abductions more than anybody in the world. And when they asked him on an interview, and he's written like three, four books, but they said, "What is it that you've you know found in common with alien abductions?" And he says, "Their absolute obsession with genetic material." So right. then they asked him, "Well, what do you make of that?" He says, well, there's really nothing I can make of that. He says, other than that, they have their own breeding program. Now, what does that sound like? It sounds like Genesis, the sixth chapter. You know, and if you go on Amazon, you can go right now and watch a movie called Extraordinary, The Seating. And you will hear stories of women that claim to have been abducted. Amen. Came back pregnant, were abducted before they had the baby, and were abducted, some of them, multiple other times to meet those children. And uh, so this is a very, you know, here we have this testimony in the world today. And again, what does that tie into all of the bloodline theories? If you look at all the Greek mythology, this kind of comes back into play that the gods, right, had some kind of relations. Basically, they took women and these women came back pregnant. And when they delivered these children, they were extraordinary in other ways. And so that's who Hitler considered to be the Overman. And, of course, there's a reason why David cut off the head of Goliath, because that was about one of the only ways to kill him. So you can see there are bloodline narratives in the Bible. So this, this is another one of those weird moments where it ties into something. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know. It's a ranch in the um, Utah. It's somewhere in um, just by Arizona um, in a valley there. It has a lot of supernatural 
phenomena, lots of aliens, lots of, I, I mean, the truly bizarre stuff. This One of the gentlemen who lived in that place documented over the years that he lived there. And um, I bring this up because they talk... <laughs> And the government's actually studying that because of all the phenomena that happens there. And it's right over a crystal cavern underneath the earth. And they said that there's something about the resonance. It gets really weird. But they're talking about... So the one gentleman who owns it now, he's talking about how it's alien, how it's demon, how it, it's this all this convergence of really seemingly unrelated stuff. And at some point, he says, somehow it all seems to be related yeah, of and course it, it is. Right, of course it is. But it's, and then when I hear some of the stories that I've heard um, from talking to Beverly, it does tie into a really weird thing. They all do tie in together, even though it's this huge web. I mean, it's incredible. And then you say something, and I'm like, I heard this going back way back when and another thing I was listening to. It's, it's pretty insane because I think as we get deeper into this and we'll let her talk about it more, because we're not saying things specifically, because you will see that somehow it all does tie in, that the alien thing, that the blood, that the um, demonic end of it, it all ties in, and there can only be one reason for that, and we'll talk more about that later, but Beverly, please. Well, and if you believe in God, you've got to believe in Satan. That's right. That's right. And God has his angels, his minions, mm -hmm. his spiritualities, all of us have that in us that yeah. believe in Jesus Christ and what the world is going to be and when it may not be. The devil has very powerful minions and demons and they've been allowed all these years to fester and come mm -hmm. to life. I believe wholeheartedly that we are in the process of seeing and being a part of this good versus evil and those aren't even strong enough words mm -hmm. for what we're actually in the middle of mm -hmm. but god is bringing so many of these together or allowing them to come together because the dominion of the satan must have their they have to go down in order for the good of revelations to That's ever right. come about yep. and if y'all remember and we're not getting into a Trump debate or whatever, but the election, if you remember when um, Sidney Powell kept saying, when all of this is brought out, you're going to realize just how biblical it all is. Mm -hmm. And that's not putting anything on her or President Trump or any of that except that that is happening right now because it's making us dig. It's making us question everything that's been taking place. And God provides the answers. When you ask, you will receive, you will learn, you will know. And all of those pieces about this biblical movement that is afoot, and I don't call the so-called Anon or Anon stands for or whatever, but um, I, I believe that the movement for God to take dominion is about, and we're all part of it, and the more we educate ourselves, the better prepared we are to do his good and his work in this. But we can't do it unless we're educated. And in order to move forward, we've got to know what brought us here. That's right. Now think about this. This is what I tell people every time I speak on Bible prophecy. 
because it's fundamental. You said it. If you believe in Satan, that's the key. Most people actually will say they believe in God, but it's not even 50% that believe in Satan. Right? And you think about when we cuss, we say, you know, take God's name in vain. Why don't we take Satan's name in vain? They blame, and that's the whole goal, because when they don't believe in Satan, who do they blame everything on? God. So I'm going to just make this reference now. But in Revelations, the 20th chapter, okay, after the millennium, God has reigned on this planet for a thousand years, okay, and he no sooner lets Satan out when what happens? I'm going to read it. <laughs> it says, and then the thousand years are ended, and this is the seventh verse. Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them for batter. Their number is like the sand of the sea. Mm -hmm. Now here we have a group of people that are living with Jesus, right? And they aren't in rebellion. <laughs> it's a thousand years of peace. And as soon as Satan comes out, what happens? He deceives the nations, right? That's all the peoples. And this is very important because here we have that millennial reign and yet all of that has to happen is for Satan to be out again and this starts to go in the same direction. And that means there is a conspiracy. There was a war in heaven, right? And there's only two ways anything happens in the world, in the universe. Either somebody conspired to do it, intended to do it, or it happened by accident. And that's when you start to realize that conspiracy theory is essential to virtually everything that we do. So that's why I say when we start to tie into this narrative, is there an evil cult ruling the planet, right? That's where you start to see these signs because we know if you're a Christian that there are sheep and there are goats. We know there's a spirit of the Antichrist. We know what their goal is. Bible tells us that. In fact, we will end, you know, with one other verse that our Bible specifically warns us about and same thing in Revelations about this evil cult. You know, that, that's what I'm going to say for the end. But, uh, you know, this is why, if you're a Christian, this is elemental. If you don't get this, right, then that's why we have a whole generation that is living in the matrix. They really are. They don't realize that we are here. There is a battle for the mind and hearts of humanity. Well, you couldn't be more right. And I just am amazed at the people that want to make what we're going through right now a conspiracy theory right. as opposed to this is our reality yeah. we are in this reality right now to call it a conspiracy is uh, an insult to jesus christ himself and our lord and savior i believe that we have to acknowledge what is here and that it is a it's part of god's intent it is the bible it is time moving forward in his time and his way we're all players we were chosen to be on this earth at this particular time amen to that mm -hmm. so if you think chronologically where do you want to go next here okay i think we need to move forward just a little bit and I'm going to uh, just give not as much narrative on these so that we can get them in. Sure. I'm going to jump to 2013, 2013, 19 
13. And that is when we were still financially distraught. We were a U.S. corporation that was owned by Britain at this point, given to Britain by Ulysses S. Grant. We had the Federal Reserve Bank that controlled us, but they weren't happy with that. So they instituted the uh, income tax. We ended up having to, by nature of working, they were able to tax us. That money, contrary to everyone's belief, did not go into the United States Treasury to pay our debt and take care of us and the needs of our nation's government. It was given to the Federal Reserve, which was owned by outside uh, countries and bankers. So that was illegal. It was contrary to our Constitution. Also, they implemented... Um, a status to have our birth certificates become part of the Federal Reserve. When you signed your two boys' birth certificates, when your wife did, right. that birth certificate was filed under vital statistics and immediately sent to the Federal Reserve. It became a traded bond that was owned by the Federal Reserve. Hmm. It was in your children's name, and they had a number but they were not allowed access to it. They were not even allowed to know that it existed. So that was another um, atrocity to our nation in 1913. Um, almost simultaneously, the 16th Amendment was ratified and um, that took away from a lot of the constitutional protections that we had. They literally rewrote the Constitution, which is, uh, it became the uh, U.S. Constitution of America. We were always Constitution for America. So that put us under mm. the rulings of a totally separate Constitution. Hmm. Uh, also, along with that, they... Um, there is so much information in this that you know there's no way to cover that all in this episode um so beverly because we are starting to run a bit long we're going to um have beverly wrap up a few points but just know that this is nowhere as conclusive as the document that she's prepared gotten ready it is amazing um and it's called the organic act of 1871 we're going to have that available on supernaturaljunkies.com so that you guys can read through this take a look send us any questions you have so that we can have beverly back and answer those questions guys because there's going to be a lot you have to read it to really understand what's going on but we're gonna have a go over a few points now well i know that jfk is uh, an important thing so what would you say to take us from that point to jfk what are a couple of things you still want to try and get in there well, what a lot of people, in fact, I would say the majority of people have no idea that John F. Kennedy was assassinated to prevent him from removing us from the Illuminati and put us back under gold control or gold back standards. Right. He, he said in one of his famous speeches that he is going to demolish the CIA because of the corruptness that cannot be fixed and put us back under gold-backed uh, gold financing. He mm -hmm. was killed seven days later. Yes, and we also know that he was going to fix the Federal Reserve to get that back under control of the American people. So those are some pretty big things, you know, that come into play there. And, of course, there's a million documentaries on, you know, the, the shooting of JFK. 
and uh, it's, it's pretty pretty surprising. One other thing I'd like to put here is everyone wants to say that this Q movement is something that Trump came up with and, and all of the conspiracy again. However, the actual Q movement began as Operation Q under President Kennedy. And why do you think that, Beverly? Because they wanted him dead. They did not want the Illuminati or the bankers to go forward. He threatened their existence, and they knew he could do it. Yep. And he had the there backing. something about a cue related to JFK? Yes. I want to put uh, in here, I want to finish that thought, if you don't mind, on the... Operation Q, it was made up of 44 generals and special operation uh, professionals that came together to protect his life and to help him bring the cabal CIA back under control. And in doing so, that, that movement went forward. And if you do an aerial view of President Kennedy's gravesite, you will see it is surrounded by a queue. It is, I looked. That is so cute. <laughs> so lame dad joke. But anyway, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. She so just verbalized my eye Trump deal. This is a take America back and honor a president whose goal was to protect mm -hmm. our country moving forward. He died in the process. However, the movement lived on. Mm -hmm. Well, it does make sense. I mean, you can see that there are still patriots in America, and you can see that there's still patriots in our military. And I noticed that one of the first things that happened when Biden became president was is that he really put a cease and desist on everything and everyone because they were going to do an internal audit to see who was actually loyal to them. And that was something that he did publicly, right? right? So the vetting of the of our own military is a strange thing to do, you know, when you just became president. So you know, we we know that there's a lot of people in the military that are not happy, and in that sense, you have to know that there's at least a sentiment there right. that 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 lots of people can tap into. Well, because they've been attacked since he came in, like right away. It's been an ongoing assault and attack against the military. Yes. Our own military. Can I briefly mention, if we have enough time, and I'll try to get through this quickly, uh, some other presidents that died trying to bring our country back under our own soil or under, under our own control. And that was, you know, we lost Lincoln. He was killed trying to bring us back, even though he was the one that initiated it. But also John F. Kennedy, President Reagan. Most people don't know mm -hmm. that he was, his next move was to uh, attack and clean up the CIA and bring us back under gold standards. Yeah. And there's been others from there. There's a lot of presidents, and I'm not going to go into all of them, that also were taken out one way or the other, whether it was just temporarily poisoned so that they knew that they meant business. But there are many presidents who were stifled from doing what they knew in their heart had to be done. And all of that is going to be coming out really soon. Well, and you know, here's the other just matter of fact. If, if we don't own our own debt, 
and every man, woman, and child owes basically $90,000, and every taxpayer, $242,000, you start to realize if this is really owed to somebody, how am I going to ever be able to pay it back? You start to realize this equation that we're really under. And so when you talk about being in slavery, you know, the Bible's very clear. The, the one who is a slave is the one who is in debt. Okay, if you owe somebody something, you are in slavery to them. So when we say this, this is a biblical standard. If the United States of America has this debt, and we do, and it is owed to people that are not our own government, we don't owe it to ourselves, in other words. That's what most people think. Then you start to realize that we are the slaves, according to our Bible. Right? This is a biblical idea that we're tapping into here. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to listen to these narratives. We're trying to gather what they're saying. And we're trying to say, hey, is there a biblical idea, a warning that God has called? Well, absolutely. Now, this is why it's so great, okay? When you look at the way God set up his kingdom, right, there in Israel, they had an inheritance and they had a year of jubilee. And those things would, nobody could, you could, you'd, even if somebody sold you their property, Every jubilee year, it would go back to the original inheritors so that nobody could ever lose their inheritance. And then the Bible is very clear that usury is a sin. That's charging interest, mm -hmm. right? And so you start to realize that it's the interest system. As everybody knows, you know, when you get into that 7% or so, 6 7%, you pay three times as much for your house in three years. Mm -hmm. You could have bought three. And so this is the kind of thing that the people that have that kind of money have this ability over us. So whether you want to look at it or not, usury and debt. Credit it, cards at 20%. That's mm -hmm. right. You start to look at this. This is clearly something that when we say slavery, it, it holds up biblically. But it's printed on our dollar bill. That triangle on the dollar bill, that's intentional. That's because what they want to show is that at the top are very few, that's the elite, the tip of the triangle. Then if you look underneath the triangle, it's all the weight is at the bottom to crush all of those beneath it. I mean, it's right there. It's printed on that dollar bill for you to see what they really think of us. We are part of the masses to be crushed. Peons. That's right. The one thing that I want the listeners to understand that there is hope course yes. where god is there's always Amen. hope and there is the so you can call it conspiracy there is a god movement that's bringing all of this to a head and the american people the iranian people the canadian people all people will be free from all of this enslavement yes jesus can you hear the the drum roll <laughs> there you go so let me uh let me share that verse with you guys now. And again, it's in the book, The COVID Beast, why we cannot give up access to our bodies. But when you overlay Revelations 18 with Revelations 13, you're going to find out that your Bible tells you who this group of mystery people are. First of all, it's Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon is the group of people, okay? And they are responsible for the blood of the saints and the prophets. That means they have been there throughout the Old Testament. They have been here throughout the New Testament. This is this group of people. And what are they trying to do? The same thing they were trying to do at the Tower of Babel, which was what? A one world government. Okay. And that's what our Bible says. And then it tells you who are these people. It says they are the wealthy international merchants and important people. And that means politicians and famous people. 
So you start to see here, your Bible is telling you that these people, what their plan is, is to make the light inside of us go out forever. Who is the light? God. Jesus is the light. I am the way, the truth, and the light. Right? So if they're trying to make the light inside of us go out, they're trying to make us what? And it says forever. See that that phrase, the light go out, or the, the voice of the bridegroom and the bride to never be heard again. It is an Old Testament thing, but it didn't say never. Mm. Because God might divorce a generation, but his promises would always be carried out to the next generation. Do you see what I'm saying? And so here we have a situation where it says forever. They want to end our relationship with God forever, right? And how are they going to do that? They're going to do it through deception, right? And our Bible really says that that deception will ultimately lead us to our pharmacy. And that's really what I've been saying now for about 12 years. So you start to realize your Bible is telling you there is a cabal in the world. They are working to try and found this government. The sad thing is, is that when Mystery Babylon finally founds that one world government, the beast government, that beast turns around and ultimately eats them. <laughs> and that's why the queen of Babylon goes down pretty hard. Because that's just part of what has to happen. The beast eats and destroys everything and everyone. And that is who we're really... Bless you. Sorry. So just remember, guys, your Bible is telling you that the wealthy international merchants... And who is controlling the world today? Exactly those 62 people that Bernie Sanders admits are there. This is a cabal. And this is part of... While we can't all agree on all the details, we should investigate them. Mm-hmm. Be like the Bereans and find out what's true, right? But biblically, we can see that there are, there is a cabal in the world. There are bloodline feuds in your Bible, right? And you can absolutely see that there Bible is warning us about getting into debt and allowing usury to control a country. Because if that happens, you'll see that you'll you'll develop this ruling elite every single time. And you can see we are enslaved to our debt. Our national debt is really defining this country. And uh, at this point, we're all living in the matrix. And if we fall, look what would happen to the whole world. So we're praying for you. I know all people around the world are waiting for America to stand up. And we are the one light in the world that still has our freedom. And I just pray that we won't get lax because now is the time that we stand up to this evil that has entered the world. Amen. Beverly, you got another one to say, I see. Yes, I would just like to throw this out there. You've referenced The Matrix several times and all. It's because it's our favorite movie. It has Keanu Reeves. Okay. However, if you watch The Matrix in so many ways, you're going to find out that it is a documentary of sorts. I'm not saying take every word as law, but if you go back and you watch The Matrix, the movie, and maybe even the series, in so many ways, we're living it. Yep, we really are in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love to read that part about how (laughs) it's it's like an allegory of Christ as well. So somebody was saying that. So uh, I think, you know, you have to take those things with a grain of salt, but... that's one of our favorite movies and it really does fit you know what's happening in the world today you know it does and people i know here we are in florida and why can't you get anybody to even listen to you now 
because we live in the best place in the whole world. And they're like, it's gone. Finally, it's gone back to normal. That's literally only here, only here. <laughs> yeah. But we're okay with that. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with people having their bank accounts confiscated and not having freedom of speech or having freedom to follow their conscience Amen. or having their body violated. I'm not okay with that. I can't sleep at night. I am not going to rest until we fight for every one of God's children. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. So God bless each one of you. Wow, Alex, you're silent. Well, you said it all. I mean, you just don't stop. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a great point. God I should have had that coffee. I knew it was only a half a cup. <laughs> all right god bless each one of you yes. and we're going to have beverly yeah. back again and we're going to do another episode and talk more about q and anon and anon and q and whatever you want to call it <laughs> god bless you guys bye. god bless bye
she was saying that um, that she found out in schools they're teaching anal sex. What in the world? Like, how is that? And no wonder we rank so low in education, right? Exactly. What kind of education they're getting is. I, I mean, you kids don't have to be running the streets, they just have to go to school. Yeah. How can you tell a class this afternoon we're going to be covering pleasurable sex, but first we have to get through math, or first we have to get through English? <laughs> it's just wild. That's wild that anybody thinks that that's something that needs to be taught in a classroom. Yeah, that's what blows my mind. It's, it's, and the fact that it's funded by tax dollars is even more insulting. And that we have no say, right? How dare us, like, tell them you can't teach my child that. Oh, I forgot. Oh, let me get waters. Let me make sure we have water in the fridge. ready. I stay ready. Me too. I don't know what's coming, but I stay ready. <laughs> and quiet most of the time. You are a very quiet person. Although you're starting to talk more, that's a good thing. Got more to say because I bring up topics that you got to talk about. Mm -hmm. You got to share, which I love. I was sharing this morning, you know, people are so concerned about the, uh, the Roe v. Wade's going to be turned off and all these ministries are going to disappear. I said, why? Well, they think there's no need, so people will yeah. go away. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I used to drive for Lyft a few years back mm -hmm. uh, to pay for my mission work. And uh, I'd pick up these mothers with three and four kids, mothers that did not have abortions mm -hmm. and could barely feed their kids. So where's where's the ministry side of that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if, if these these pro-life groups are so worried about children, hey, just recreate yourself and now minister to these young women that are not having abortions. You nobody's mini them nobody's ministering to them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, is that funny? That's interesting. Uh huh. Sorry. Well, in the prayer meeting this morning, everybody's concerned about when Roe v. Wade gets overturned, the right to life movement is just going to go away. I said, why? You know, you haven't been doing your job to begin with because all these girls that did not have abortions and have three and four kids, nobody's helping them. Yeah. Is it you too know, cold, I, too hot? Too perfect. Too perfect. I listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, can, I can fall asleep right here. Okay. <laughs> this one woman, she was saying that she's now married and um, wanted to have children. But she said, so in New York City, she lived in where she would have to go to Planned Parenthood was somewhere, one of the New York City locations. And 
it wasn't until her eighth abortion that one of the counselors even spoke to her about other alternative medicines, contraceptives. Right. She had no idea. Um, what? That just blew me away. It was her eighth abortion before they even mentioned that there was contraception available, that she no, didn't even know that. This particular podcast is actually being recorded now for one hour and ten minutes with no problems. Okay, great. <laughs> Anything beyond that is questionable. Right. <laughs> Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about supernaturaljunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing. And also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website. And the Audible version, as well as the softcover book, should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with SupernaturalJunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo. Because some of you have been asking about that, we're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week. Thank mm-hmm. you.